Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the final Sunday of Advent, the fourth Sunday. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is a familiar voice, Origen of Alexandria. Regarded as an ancient Christian writer, he undeniably influenced some of the great fathers of the Church, as well as believers and theologians throughout the centuries. He was the oldest of seven children, born around the year 185, into a very devout Christian family. In the year 202, a persecution of Christians erupted in Alexandria, and while many fled, Origen's family remained, resulting in the arrest and eventual execution of his father, Leonidas. At the young age of 17 or 18, Origen penned an exhortation to martyrdom to his imprisoned father with the intent of strengthening his father's resolve to remain steadfast in his witness to Jesus Christ. Following his father's martyrdom, Origen continued his insatiable thirst for knowledge and availed himself of some of the finest teachers in Alexandria. But Origen soon discovered a second love, teaching. While Origen was a gifted teacher in many fields of human knowledge, it was his love of sacred scripture that seized him to the core of his being. The local bishop asked Origen to prepare catechumens for baptism within the context of the Alexandrian Catechetical School, founded earlier by Pantaneus and enhanced by St. Clement of Alexandria. Building on their foundations, Origen's contributions resulted in the Alexandrian Catechetical School becoming the premier center for Christian theology. Due to some difficulties with the local bishop, as well as an invitation from the bishops of Caesarea, Origen left Alexandria for the Holy Land. He produced even more commentaries on scripture and honed his allegoric method for biblical exegesis. In the year 250, another round of persecutions erupted, this time under Emperor Dacius. Arjun was imprisoned, and according to some of his biographers, Arjun was tortured severely, then given a period to recuperate only to have the pattern of torture and recuperation repeated. The emperor did not want Origen to die a martyr, but wanted to break his faith and commitment 
to Jesus Christ. Such did not occur, and because of his faithfulness, history has bestowed upon him the title Adamantus, Man of Steel. When the persecutions ended and Origen was released from prison, he died about six months later, around the year 254. Origen was a prolific writer, and a number of his writings are extant. On this Sunday, we listen to an excerpt from Homily 6 on the Gospel of Luke, pondering the Gospel episode proclaimed at Mass today. There is also a, a link in the podcast description to my blog article reflecting on the word mystery employed by St. Paul in today's proclamation of his letter to the Romans. And now, from Origins, Homily 6. The angel greeted Mary with a new address, which I could not find anywhere else in Scripture. I ought to exp explain this expression briefly. The angel says, Hail, full of grace. The Greek word is kekeritomene. I don't remember having read this word anywhere else in Scripture. An expression of this kind, hail full of grace, is not addressed to a male. This was reserved for Mary alone. Mary knew the law. She was holy and had learned the writings of the prophets by meditating on them daily. If Mary had known someone else had been greeted by words like these, she would never have been frightened by this strange greeting. Hence, the angel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor in God's eyes. Behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. Scripture also says of John, he will be great, and the angel Gabriel attests to this. But when Jesus, who is truly great and truly exalted, comes, then John, who earlier had been great, becomes less. Jesus said, he was a lamp burning and shining, and at that hour you wished to rejoice in his light. The greatness of our Savior was not manifested when he was born. It had shone forth only afterward, when his enemies seemed to have extinguished it. Behold the Lord's greatness. The sound of his teaching has gone out into every land, and his words to the ends of the earth. Our Lord Jesus has been spread out to the whole world because he is God's power. And now he is with us. According to the apostles' words, you are gathered together in my spirit also with the power of the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord and Savior is with those who are in Britain, separated from our world, 
and with those who are in Mauritania, and with everyone under the sun who has believed in his name. Behold the Savior's greatness. It extends to all the world. And still, I have not expounded his true greatness. Go up to the heavens. See how he fills the celestial regions. He appeared to the angels. Go down in your mind to the netherworld. See that he went down there also. He went down, the one who also went up to fulfill everything, so that at Jesus' name every knee might bend, those of heavenly beings and earthly beings, and beings in the netherworld. Ponder the Lord's power, how it has filled the world, that is, the heavens, the earth, and the nether regions. He passed through heaven itself and rose to the regions above. We have read that the Son of God passed through the heavens. If you understand this, you will also realize that Scripture does not say, He will be great carelessly. But the word has been fulfilled indeed. Jesus our Lord is great, both present and absent. He has endowed this assembly and gathering of ours with a share of his fortitude. That each of us may deserve to receive it, we pray the Lord Jesus, to whom is glory and power for ages of ages. Amen. All holy men and women, pray for us. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.